Welcome. This is Stories from Los Angeles, hosted by Eric Ramos. Welcome, everybody. I'm Eric Ramos, and today I have the honor of having Naomi Mendoza with me today. Um, she and I actually just connected very recently this year, a couple months back through Instagram, and this is actually our first time meeting in person. Um, the thing, the reason why I wanted to bring her in here is obviously because she's a local here to Los Angeles. Um, she is the owner or co-owner of a business restaurants uh, yeah. here in Los Angeles. And obviously I wanted her to get it, get all the her facts straight. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let her do most of the talking, the introduction. Um, tell me more about yourself. Yeah. Welcome Hi. to my place. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Um, we first connected because my nephew is huge fan of your book. I, I think I told you this many, many times. But yeah, and my sister's all like, just, DM him, just and I was all like, oh, what are the odds, you know? Um, but yeah, thank you for for having me on. And I mean, where do we start? Well, first things first. The broad, I guess you can say, the thing that really brought us together was the love for Mexican food, yes, right? Because yeah. I wrote a book about about a torta that comes yeah. to life, and your restaurant just happens to have all kinds of cuisine, Mexican yeah. traditional food dishes, and of course tortas, correct? <laughs> Yeah, we have a huge lineup of tortas, so if you guys ever want to come on down to Cuernavaca's Grill. But yeah, yeah, so my dad actually founded the restaurant about 18 years ago. We turned 18 this May, and this past May, and we opened our second location this past May as well. So it was this whole like surreal moment because it was on our 18th anniversary. I was like, oh my gosh, like she's finally legal. Just like joking about it. And then um, I was actually supposed to open that second location around this time. Yeah. But, you know, we've received so much love and support from the community that everything just aligned, everything fell into place. And you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about how difficult, you know, the restaurant industry is. Mm -hmm. But um, right now, like, I'll start with, you know, how my dad got started. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So he migrated uh, to the U.S. from Mexico about 30 years ago. And, you know, he just came with, like, an American dream. And, you know, like many of us, um, our, well, my grandpa... He had a bunch of businesses in Mexico and every brother was taking over, you know, the businesses. But my dad genuinely loved the kitchen. And um, and this is something like I, I like to talk about a lot because, you know, usually you hear the stereotype, oh, you know, you're going to, to the States to just, you know, work in a kitchen. And I feel like they kind of like frown upon that when in reality you know it, it's an art it's what expresses our cultura and my dad never really saw it as that so um he came you know to the states and he started from the bottom literally like he started at a jack-in-the-box he didn't have enough to pay for his uniform at this point oh, wow. and he was a dishwasher and he often talks about a story where he just had enough for like a spray paint kind of spray paint and he had white shoes and he like sp like spray painted his shoes and then black. black yeah and then when it came to mopping he just like damaged like 
all of the floor and his manager came in because of the shoe because of the shoe it's, yeah. the, it washed off oh yeah. my god and funny thing now um they built this like high-end gym called Iconics on Ocean Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I saw him like working out every day. I was like, I want to provide something a little nicer for him because he was starting to get known like on social media and stuff. And, you know, people would come up to him and I, I worry about like his safety. And I was like, I'm just bring him to this high-end gym it's a little more secluded and when we're driving past her he's like this is the jack-in-the-box that i started at and then that same day we got news that we were gonna open the second location so it was like this a full circle, a full moment. circle moment and i was all like oh my goodness like i can't even and then he told me the whole story he's like yeah and then you know two months later like your mom told us told everyone that she was pregnant and that was just you know he was 18 at the time so oh, wow. i mean 19. okay yeah and then he turned 20 that's when they had me and i obviously wasn't planned so you know we were in poverty for i want to say like the first four years of my life to the point where they didn't have enough for diapers or like i i joke with my mom and i'm like i mean it's trendy now but there, there was a time <laughs> there was a the time. struggle is trending yeah. now i was like there was a time where um we didn't have enough for diapers so she took one of like his shirts ripped it and just learned how to sew and just made a cloth diaper i was like i mean it's trendy now so like I was like been with the trend since you know the 90s but you know go off so, <laughs> of reusable diapers yeah. right more eco-friendly yeah you've been eco-friendly <laughs> yeah and then we lived in like a rodent infested apartment and I would get you know trapped in the rat trap so I learned like I learned how to walk at like eight months like by myself like my mom just saw me walk and she's all like you know that's when like we knew that you'd be adaptable to any environment mm -hmm. you know so then you know we fast forward and um you know to 18 years ago when my dad decided hey like i i want to actually um open a restaurant i have something for myself he started working at you know very high-end restaurants where he'd be the only um person there without a title like mm -hmm. you see all of these white chefs and they could make the most basic Mexican food and they're, you know, James Beard Award nominated or nominated. They're on the Food Network. They get so much, you know, media for that. And then you see a Latino who is genuinely like passionate about it and they get pushed aside. So I just I remember growing up and, and seeing that and every Saturday morning, like we'd be watching the Food Network and I'd just see like these white chefs and I'd be like, dad, like how come there's no, you know, Latinos there? Like there's no people like us. And he's like, I don't know. But, you know, one day like I will be on there and just like kept on saying that and kept on saying that. So, um, you know, we, we fast forward um, to Cuernavaca's Grill. We first started in Long Beach, right. in North Long Beach. Okay. And um, in about two years or so, we were able to expand and so we knocked down the wall and we expanded and i remember just my parents struggling like again and i was just like dang like they've really invested so much like what can i do yeah. so for whatever reason i had gotten in trouble at school 
<laughs> and I was in the principal's office and we didn't cater at this time. And I was like, oh my God, I, I have to like really shift the focus from me getting in trouble. Like I have to do something really good. And for whatever reason, I heard them talking about how the catering person canceled and that they really love their tacos. And I don't know why I had a flyer in my bag and I was like, hey, you know, we cater. I kid you not, we didn't have like a grill. We didn't have any of that to cater, but we ended up, you know, getting hired and we ended right up- Right then in the right, spot? Yeah, he's oh, like, wow. oh yeah. So he calls my dad, hey, your daughter's in trouble. By the way, I heard you cater. <laughs> Just like- <laughs> And my dad's like, oh my goodness. She always gets away with everything. I still got in trouble, you know, um, going home, but I mean, that just opened the doors for so you know many things we started massive catering and that really trained us and propelled us to you know our la location now because right. i mean long beach was crazy but la is a whole other level like especially with the area that we're in because we're in the la fashion district like a block away from the callejones right so, so how did when you said, um, is your Long Beach location still open? No. So no? we, okay. yeah, the pandemic came and um, five years ago, I mean, I was 20 years old, two weeks from turning 21 mm -hmm. and I was a senior in college and I was just like, okay, what do I do? I, I hate the corporate life because I feel like it was very limiting for me. And I worked in a business management team where I would help businesses businesses grow at 19 i had 19 accounts and i would just give like marketing advice and i would do everything from like accounting to marketing to just going on and taking meetings and they would travel me out and i was like why am i helping all of these other businesses grow when in reality like my dad's like at home and i could do so much for him if i just quit so i was just like praying i was like okay god like if this is a route that I'm supposed to take, like, let's do it. So then um, I was 20 years old, just contemplating, you know, any 20 year old would be stressing about their 21st birthday, what they're gonna do a month prior to that. Um, they presented me with the opportunity and I was like, you know what, like, it's a really, really good location. They only asked me for $7,000 everything else was already included like we're talking the grill we're talking the hood we're talking everything and you never really find a restaurant like that i mean a hood is like forty thousand dollars right but they were just trying to get rid of it they were trying to get someone in there and i was just like okay dad like i promise you like just just trust me right a year in COVID happens oh and, wow yeah my restaurant is shut for five to six months yeah and then the arts district is like a ghost town and I was like how do I recover I can't apply to like any grants because like I'm barely a year in um and this is your restaurant your own like separate from your family's or or was so it still Cuernavaca's it was grill? still Cuernavaca's grill but okay. you know my dad will always own the name yeah and we were planning on shutting down Long Beach because LA was doing so well prior to that. But then, you know, I'm just like, by the grace of God, um, Long Beach didn't shut down because that's what sustained us mm, okay. during the pandemic. However, I didn't have my corporate job anymore. And I was like, 
what do I do? So I turned to social media and I just started filming everything. And then one day, you know, wake up and the Chile Reino has like over 20 million views. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So your dish went viral. Yeah, it went viral. And I was like, you know what? Like I've seen social media change the lives of so many people. Like what can it do for a small business? Yeah. So then we just became popular like amongst the foodie community. And then one day, like I just wake up and the Food Network DMs one of the foodies like, hey, can can we have credit to this video? She connects them to us. And I thought it was a scam. I was just like, oh, like, you know, and I was like, even if the verified sign is there, like, what are the odds? Like everyone's dream is to be on the Food Network. Right. Right. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not even going to tell my dad because like, if it doesn't happen, like it's going to break his heart. So I just remember being out with a friend. We were at the pier and she's like, so like, what's next? Because I had already told everyone like, I'm going to file as a denture. Like this isn't working out for me, clearly. Um, what's a denture for those who don't know what a denture is? Yeah, so you're like reporting it as loss okay and um you're reporting your like your business as a loss um so i was gonna close the doors i was like you know what like it's gonna benefit whoever's next in line but i'm done my boss like when i left she's like come back anytime we loved having you because i feel like i was really really good at everything i did i mean i did intern for her since i was 16. and so, so this corporate job was was kind of like you said management yeah, it was management okay. and then it evolved into like marketing because they started getting huge clients and I found myself more in like more involved in the creative field and mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, like love accounting, but I think my chapter with accounting is done. Like I've always been creative. So, um, you know, I, I started, you know, growing with these companies. It, it varied from like restaurants to nuclear medicine to you know construction sites and it it was insane and i was like i need to do this for my family like that's what i feel called to do yeah um so i was telling my friend i was like you know what like i'm just gonna file as a denture and i'm done like and i was like and we're not gonna talk about this and i was like but actually like the food network reached out and she's like girl just give it one more week one more week if you don't feel comfortable if you feel like nothing's come like just leave i'm with you i will help you i kid you not the next morning the food network posted us everywhere like really? from facebook like twitter like they spotlighted us and i didn't know because i was sleeping because i was just i had a rough night just talking to her about this decision and then my sister's like hey by the way like the food network posted us I could, you know, I just started to sob and I was all like, oh my gosh, like our lives are going to change yeah. because of this. And, and they did. So I hadn't told my dad he sees it and he just starts sobbing and he's all like, you know what? Like, I don't know if I told you this, but, um, we would always pick up like every cent to buy you know, back then they had the Food Network magazines. Yeah. And he's like, to buy the Food Network magazines and I just really try to perfect my work. So to so be it could be here, good enough for yeah. this magazine? 
yeah for the magazine right. or like any acknowledgement in general yeah so then he was like so i i don't know how to like process this like it's so surreal he's like it's taken at the time 16 years he's like 16 years but um you know we're here now and i i was just like oh my gosh i went to bed and i was just like god like what happens next like how do you manage this um and then like a month later um they came and it was hispanic heritage month mm -hmm. and they shot a segment and we were able to like share like our entire story which was so surreal because like yes they have a lot of mexican chefs but for it to be authentic like that and to cover our story and to just get down to the nitty-gritty of it and it, it wasn't like a giant corporation no, like like if professional chefs it's more home style yeah. mom and pop uh, like food traditional yeah. style food that's yeah. just awesome yeah and then after that um Univision came in and Telemundo and all of the the whole media storm happened and um I was like yeah like that's great but how do I build because you see so many people have their viral moment and I'm like how then do it I, how fades do I, away yeah how do I build a brand like even when the 15 seconds of fame goes away how do I make this stable enough to build yeah. this brand that's gonna have longevity and um my dad thank god he he trusted me because then full circle moment um long beach like i mean at this time like it was maintaining itself and so many people were coming but inflation is crazy and i was like how do we get it to sustain itself and i told my dad hey you know we shouldn't be in separate locations like we could grow later but if you and i like we're in one location together i feel like we could move forward like we we could just create something explosive so he started trusting me and we said goodbye to our first brick and mortar which was really hard because in long beach right in long beach okay because um i mean school was walking distance like everything was walking distance from there even our home yeah and it was a really hard goodbye but my dad's like you know what like it's on my heart to give it to your aunt so my aunt has that location now under a different name um and he's like but you know like i trust that this is gonna come back to us in the future yeah so then we i just he trusted me with everything we started filming like crazy like when i tell you like crazy we'd film like five videos a day and it went from you know just me and my dad working to me my dad and then a cook me my dad and then two more people and now we have 27 employees and i would have never thought that because you know a few weeks prior to the food network posting us i was like sobbing and this random man came in and he's all like hey like i know you don't know me i don't know your story but it's really on my heart to tell you this he's all like you know the fact that you're here after a world pandemic and you know being latina like you should be proud of yourself and he's all like i had to file as a denture he's like this is pre-covid like i didn't make it at all yeah. so the fact that you know you made it you're beating all the odds so i had like all of this affirmation like everywhere but when you look at the reality of it sometimes you know 
it, it's hard. It's hard to process. So what I learned throughout this whole process is, you know, just keep your eyes on the vision. Like sometimes reality, it, it might feel very long to get to that point. But mm. I just, I look at my dad and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like he, he did a lot of the generational healing for us. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in my own family it was the same thing. Yeah. Where he, I feel like somewhere along the lines we're 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 very traditional, but at mm -hmm. the same time I feel like there's somewhere along the lines some families want to behave or, or just continue yeah. the same cycle of the previous family. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like my family when they came here i feel like my dad changed like i'm gonna treat my family different yeah. i'm gonna raise my, my my boy different we're five we're five kids wow yeah i'm the only guy and uh -huh. have four sisters are you are you an only sibling no i are, have another, how many siblings do you yeah, have just one just one so it's two two girls yeah two girls mm -hmm. awesome and so to me it's like i realized like that there's a lot of like change even mm -hmm. i feel like my dad really adapted to the u.s yeah, very same. quickly and was like mijo like obviously for those who don't know what mijo yeah. is it's just like son this is your home mm -hmm. like like take it take it all in to me it's yeah. like i think i never felt out of place because when i got here i felt like my dad was like you know fourth of july fireworks like everything yeah. like flags like he was always very proud to be here mm -hmm. i think that's one thing that sometimes nowadays sometimes I don't see that same like enthusiasm of people mm -hmm. like being here like they kind of expect like the US is like hey change for me mm -hmm. which I think is like like <laughs> it's yeah. very it, if you're here at this time it's like it's a or previous times I feel like the opportunities as as there are so many like problems around the world even here in our country I feel like it's it's such a good place to be regardless yes. right yeah uh -huh. So with you, it's like it's one of those things where I kind of was like, um, how do you feel like that, like having your business here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. like has helped you guys? Yeah. So um, funny you mentioned that my dad, he always tells us like in order to be successful, you have to be adaptable, adaptable to any situation. So he's like he would always tell us like, you know adaptable it doesn't matter what country you're in you just have to adapt to that so you know him coming here um he learned the language and i i think i i, I shared this with you a little bit but um he put us in a predominantly white people school uh -huh. where we were like the only latinas there was this like elementary elementary okay. yeah elementary and then I, I mean i went to biola as well so we've always been we're we're not shy like we don't shy away from you know just our cultura we were it's not uncommon for us to be the only latinas in a room like ever since we were young you know yeah. and a lot of he yeah he, he just came and he he broke a lot of generational cycles like you know my grandpa yes like he was a businessman but he was very machista mm -hmm. and he's like I don't want that and he's all like because he's like if if I he's like si yo le sigo ese rollo um my daughters are gonna be raised to think that they need a man to be successful when in reality they might be able to do it better mm -hmm. you know and when he put us in you know predominantly white people school a lot of our family was all like why they're gonna feel inferior 
and he was like no like they have to get adapted to these rooms did you ever feel inferior um up until so in elementary no right not at all it's it's all kids but in college yeah i think i mentioned there was the situation where you know at this point i was a freshman and i mean i had i had a good job and everyone was just like so proud of me like the professors would always share their knowledge and um they would always use me as an example. I'd always be like the teacher's pet that like, oh, you know, give an example. I'd gladly give an example of a company that, you know, yeah. I was working with. Um, and you shared already, right? You graduated from Biola yeah. University. Yes. Which is awesome. Kudos yeah. to you. I think a lot of people don't get enough praise for that. Yeah. But congrats. I mean, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, you know, this white girl who was there like, I'm just here to get my education. I'm going to open you know, food truck, this and that. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, like just clapping. Like, we're so proud of you. And then I was like, yeah, well, I want to take after, you know, my dad's business as well. The room went silent for like, you, for me. I right. was all like what is the difference you know i just didn't feel supported and you know we circle back to you know we have these white chefs who do i mean there's really good ones too but um who do the most minimal dishes and they have all of these awards and we have our latinos who are the backbone of the restaurant industry by the way yeah a lot of those main like chefs have (laughs) workers in the back kind of preparing those dishes for them and they just put the final sprinkle on top exactly boom let's go (laughs) yes and i was like and our people like we do it all like i mean we have so many people in the kitchen i kid you not they know how to do everything in the kitchen everything like we might have like our our line cooks and all of that but best believe they could cook like a chef and you know there's people you know especially like the white people they're so limited like hey i'm you know setting to be a line chef like that's what i'm gonna be and my dad always wanted to expose me to that expose us to that because he wanted us to think outside of the box and he was all like if i put you guys in a Latino school, like you're gonna be used to so many people that are like you that when you go into a room full of white people, you're gonna feel inferior. It's funny you say that because I I went to a predominantly Hispanic mm-hmm. like school. It wasn't around LA, mm-hmm. Norwalk, and I always kind of felt a little like not air quotes Mexican enough, where mm-hmm. I feel like they Same. were your their your own people sometimes push you to be like yes. you have to be like us and i'm like well i am but at mm-hmm. the same time i don't know i feel like i grew up with a lot of media that i was just like watching mm-hmm. saved by the bell yeah and i was just like kind of had that same humor kind of that same like oh yeah yeah guys let's have fun together meanwhile over here they're comparing like against other neighborhoods yes. or like trying to get in fights or trying to go like party mm-hmm. whereas to me i didn't really see that on what i was consuming yeah so it's I, I sometimes did feel a yeah. little like, like call it unwanted, even though I did yeah. hang out with a lot of like most people. I wasn't like a shy guy, I guess, because yeah. of, sc- of sports was mm-hmm. what made me. I did have a huge culture shock when I moved to the Inland Empire, though. Mm-hmm. When I moved to the Inland Empire, that's when I realized like, wait, the cool kids here are doing sports and have like amazing grades, which to me as a freshman uh, going into that, I was just like blown away. I was like, I 
guess I'll try to get good grades. Even though it was difficult for me. Were you really good at school? Yeah, I was really good at so school. So you were a little smarty pants. Yeah, <laughs> I was the teacher's pet. So. Awesome. No, but funny thing is that our middle school years, he moved us to predominantly Hispanic school because uh -huh. he wanted us to like see both worlds. And I remember that first year, like me and my sister hated him. We're all like, you know, everyone's always in drama. Like, you know, over there, like, yes, like there was drama, but the parents were so involved mm. that they were very, you know, quick to shut it out. Even in middle school, because it was a, a K through eight school. Okay. So I was all like, dad, like, what did you do to us? And he's all like, okay, you see how they pit each other, like they pit against each other. We see that a lot in our community. Don't be that person. Yeah. And I didn't really get that message till later in life when I was like, oh, okay. And you know, now being around, you know, being in the doors that, you know, I've walked through, I'm just like, it's very catty in our community. Like, why is this so scarcity mindsetted? Yes, I 100% agree with yes. that. Uh, it's like the famine mentality. Yes. Where it's just like, they're eating, but it's like, I deserve to eat more than them. Exactly. Or like, I want to take away what they're eating. Like, mm -hmm. it's very cutthroat sometimes within our own people. And yeah. this is one of the main reasons why I told you that I'm shooting this podcast. Because when I saw your Instagram feed, I was like, oh, wow, look at you. You're doing your thing. Like, and to me, I've always been the type who's happy for people. I've never you been the type that. to compare myself and be like, I need to outshine this person that I just met. Um, mm -hmm. And that happens a lot in oh. our community, especially like you just come across and you get like a side eye. I, I think that's why in our culture they have like the, the little blue yeah. eye, right? To, to scare away those bad vibes. Um, but I had a few questions for you. Because yeah. obviously, I mean, if you want to keep going with your yeah. story, I'm all ears. But yeah, I think please. I wanted to get these questions out to you because mm -hmm. to me, it's one of those things where you kind of shared your stories mm -hmm. like of, of of everything that's of Cuernavaca Grill mm -hmm. and Cuernavaca for those who don't know is a city right mm -hmm. in Mexico yeah. uh, like south of Mexico yeah city uh, is that where your family's from um so my dad's side that's where they came from but then they moved to El DF right so um I don't know like how familiar you are, but in the fit, it's like a whole different... Oh, I'm a Chilango, trust oh, really? me. This is why I live in LA. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, yeah. I feel so at home here because Mexico City, as yes. you know, it's a yes. huge concrete jungle, 10 times more mm -hmm. insane yeah. than Los Angeles. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my dad was his dad's favorite. They moved to the fit and he gets along with all the tias that live there. Uh -huh. So... Like, once you're in the, I feel like your mentality, it changes. Like, I, I genuinely, comparing it to, like, anything else, I think it changes. Um, he, he's all like, yeah, you know, by how you carry yourself, like, mannerisms and all of that. And he's all like, how do I bring that to the U.S., mm -hmm. but, like, try to, like, capture it in a cuisine? Mm -hmm. um so yeah like Cause there's so much fine dining so in much, mexico city yeah like i've had friends that, that i obviously like white from england uh -huh. who came to me it's like hey your family's from mexico city i know you've been there a couple of times 
um, what restaurants should I hit up? And I was like, I mean, I do a lot of street food myself yeah. and like mom and pop shops. I don't really go into the fine dining because yeah. to me it's like, it's good. Obviously, I'm not yeah. going to knock down those restaurants, but to me, there's something about like just home style, like street food that yeah. it just hits very different for me. And so I gave him a list. I looked up on Google. I'm like, here, try these out. These are the best rated ones. Like oh. if I knew anything, but I was like, but I only looked yeah. at the dishes. I'm like, okay, this looks pretty good. They have, they're known for their mole. I was like, you like mole? He's like, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like curry, right? I was like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like curry. And so, um, I, it's so funny. I had, um, a funny video go viral with one of my white friends and uh -huh. like, I just gave her traditional Mexican food. I was like, try to guess the names, try to guess what these are. Everyone was so invested. I like how it's such a universal language yes. because to me, it's not even about like, sure, this is the food that I grew up with mm -hmm. that we, that your family has perfected mm -hmm. over the years. Um, the fact that other people, I love trying other people's food as much as like Mexican food. Sometimes yeah. it's one of those things that I love dabbling in all kinds of food, especially yeah. if like, if somebody from a different culture hits me up and says, you got to try my mom's food. That to me is like, that's, yeah. you trust me a lot. You love me. Like at, at a point, like I feel yeah. like so close to you for sharing that intimate side of, and that's kind of what you're sharing with your family. Yeah. With your family's kind of sharing their recipes. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to go back to what you said earlier about um, the chile relleno that went viral, right? Yeah. Um, a chile relleno, for those that don't know what that is, is basically a bell pepper with cheese inside, mm. right? Yeah. Is, is your, and I, I, I don't know yeah. what the sauce is. Yeah, it's a chile poblano with cheese inside, and then it's, um, it's battered. We have like our house-made special batter and then our special salsa. And did you, who came up with that recipe? my dad your dad yeah. came up with the recipe yeah so it, it was funny because that was the first dish that i learned how to cook nice and till this day like he can see this podcast i think i make the best like the prettiest chiles rellenos and he's like oh, let's make it a little more challenging for her so we perfected well he perfected the the batter and he's always challenging us to try to see what he did different in the recipes mm -hmm. because he's like, you know, when this grows and if there's something off, he's like, I want you to know how many ounces and what ingredients they're off by. Yeah. So we ended up perfecting it. And, and yeah, that's so adorable. It, it's so like full circle. Cause that, that was the first dish that I learned how to cook. That's the one that got us to where we're at today. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of what I, another one of my questions, like what is one of the most fondest memories that you have? Um, mm -hmm like revolving around the restaurant and yeah. you just touched up on that the yeah. fact that um do you feel like a very strong like connection with your i'm assuming your dad learned that from his his ancestors his family members like who inspired your dad would you do you know that much like yeah yeah it was my grandma and then i don't know if you saw but she, she came down to the states barely and they they connected um first time in 27 years so when she was able to see what my dad built and how many chiles rellenos leave you know the facility a day she was so shook because she was the one that taught him that recipe that's awesome so it's you know now my my nephews into cooking and to just see all of these generations really admire our recipes and our culture where we came from it's it's beautiful and 
I like I sob every morning. I'm like, I can't believe this is life. Right. Yeah. You're like, you're literally feeding love to people, yeah. essentially, because that's kind of what I really like hearing about. It's like, okay, you definitely have this isn't something that I feel like sometimes when people start a business is like, okay, they're doing that. So I'm going to do that. Where mm -hmm. you didn't have that. It came out of a, 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 a such an intimate moment of like a family connection over over a dish. Yeah. You know, and I think I, I, that's really what I want to push people to to really find what they love because mm -hmm. once you find what you love, it's the, the the issues, the troubles from life, the the business side will always be there, but it'll make it. It's almost like you have that like that mm -hmm. inspiration, right? Like, and yeah. that's one of my questions for you, like what inspires you to go to work what inspires you to to you know wake up every day and go to work yeah. it's the community the community for sure so when my dad you know founded this 18 years ago um so his vision was always because he didn't have he didn't have papers at the time and he couldn't go back to see his mom or to the native land so he's like how do i capture that in one dish because i know for me when i'm having the worst day ever i just tell my mom hey mom like i'm gonna stop by she gets my favorite bun from my favorite panaderia her homemade hot chocolate and i'm recharged ready to go and for those who don't know what bun is it's yeah. basically sweet bread yes. <laughs> and panaderia means bakery yes um so yeah um he's like you know not everyone has the luxury of doing that so what do you you know i was saying yeah. So he wanted to provide this community and I would just see people come in all the time, talk about the American dream with my dad or with each other. And that started filling up the restaurant and now like to, to see where it's at now. And I, I don't know if you've seen, but even me throwing a Taylor event. <laughs> that was one of my questions, I honestly. Threw, I threw a Taylor Swift event and I was, you know, you're a Swifty. Yeah, I'm the hugest Swifty. You're since, a Swifty. I wanted to definitely one. talk, about that, talk yeah. about that. Like, how did your passion for Taylor Swift like begin? Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, I went, I went to predominantly white people's school, and every little girl talked about Taylor. And I remember there was this girl named Celeste, and I don't know how, but yet again, she was still coming up at the time. Her parents contacted her team and she sent a video it was like happy birthday celeste you know she had a full-on taylor swift party and i remember you know full full-on swifty me and my sisters we know every song ev like everything about that woman and then we go to you know predominantly his hispanic people school and everyone's listening and nobody likes taylor swift yeah and i remember <laughs> yeah i had I had merch, I had Taylor merch that I wore on free dress day. And they're like, ew, you like Taylor? And I was like, yeah. You were shamed for, for yeah, liking Taylor Swift. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, like, why? Like, is this wrong? And like, now the entire world likes her. And, you know, I still have people from middle school. And I'm like, you bullied me for liking Taylor Swift, you fake Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was all like, you, I don't know. You I liked just, it before it was cool. Yeah, I did. Before even Swifty was a term. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, I hopped on TikTok and I was like, 
hey what if we have taylor and tacos and like just joking she was dropping speak now like re-releasing it the album mm -hmm. is purple yeah and i was like we're gonna have purple tortillas i didn't even know if that was a thing but we made it happen <laughs> like i love that you actually when i saw your tacos your, your taylor swift inspired tacos i was like oh my god this is so like yeah. original i've never seen this and the fact that again back to the thing love you yeah. love taylor swift you love your, your restaurant and you kind of merge those two yeah. things together so how how has the community responded yeah. to that so i posted that and i thought i was gonna get hate for that because i was like she's not latina but then I was like, you know what, just come on down because me and my white friends always have Swifty parties. I mean, you know, our friend Celeste, she got a, a video from Taylor. So this is something we've always done. But I was like, how could it happen at the restaurant at the time? Like we were a month into opening. I was like, how do I bring people in? I was like, at this point, like, I don't care. I'm going to just throw it. If two people show up, cool. If none, I don't care, like I'll, I'll blast Taylor by myself and everyone will watch. <laughs> but no, um, I stepped out of church and the video had so many views and the comments were like, oh my gosh, like we'll camp out. I mean, we do it for concerts anyway. And I was all like, what the heck? They sold me out of everything. Oh, really? Everything. And it's a, it's a lot of, you know, Latinos. Like, I, I feel like there's a niche of a lot of Latinos who want to strive for more who um have this american dream as well and we're very underrepresented and we were just talking about this last night because we had an era's release party mm -hmm. um we're all like you know even in the sections that we're in like we were probably like two out of ten latinos you know yeah and you know the latino swifty community is growing but it's still very it's still very slim so to bring a lot of us together that share similar interests and we could talk about our struggles you know professional struggles or like daily struggles like it's insane so thank you taylor for that <laughs> but um yeah it's it's been crazy to see how you know now that we've grown they also attach our names to that yeah. and every time i I noticed this like I mean sometimes like my dad's like you know just post this and we just post it because the algorithm but when it's something that we love like we see that it goes further yeah and that's because we're literally pouring like our heart and soul into that and I think people people see that people relate to that so you know my biggest piece of advice is always do everything with love yeah and you know even when you don't see a result it just takes one person <laughs> like one person and i i've never shared this story either pero my dad i don't know if you saw we did a golden chile relleno so he did oh, a no. chile relleno covered in gold and i was like i already know what the community's gonna say like they're gonna say that we're gentrifying the food or this and that this is when mexico won the copa oh, that's yeah funny yeah <laughs> and my dad's all like you know like they're gonna reach out to us if you post this and like i battled him on that and i'm like, assuming your dad likes sports he yeah he loves, loves soccer, loves soccer. <laughs> so then um you know his the uh she works in i forgot what they call it but she used to work on the cabinet with peña nieto okay the old so, president yeah Previous so she's president. very connected and she just knows the most random people right and my dad posts that 
this Thea's like 60 years old, about to be 70. Like, what is she doing on social media? I don't know. She sees that and she calls him like three times, Marcos, um, I want to connect you with Orbelin Pineda, one of the players. Right. And I kid you not, that's the video. Till this day has the least amount of views, the most amount of hate comments. But all it takes is one person. It could always come from where you least expect it. So basically you grabbed the chili yeah. and you wrapped it in gold foil. Yeah, to, to he like melted it. and To yeah. look like the gold cup. Mm-hmm. from the from the from soccer yeah and <laughs> people funny. were not happy and i was just like i knew it you should have listened to me like, but then when that happened he's like i knew it you should listen to me and i was like yeah yeah to me gentrifying it's it's a very hot topic yeah. especially for for someone like people like us but yeah. to me it's like there's fusions of of cultures i think the essence of a neighborhood never goes away as long as the people you know, continue to like mm-hmm. bring that culture. I think you're bringing the culture in a very like mainstream way. I think mm-hmm. sometimes people feel like they can't do that. It has to be original. It has to be traditional. It has to remain mm-hmm. the same. And I think to me, that's always kind of like a, a thing that holds back people because sometimes yeah. I get that talk from my own family that, that tells me like, you need to behave, think, this way mm-hmm. and i'm like dad i get it but at the same time like look at me i'm not doing like i must be doing something right yeah. if i don't depend a single penny from you like exactly i was um so having that to me is like that ability to kind of bring mainstream media american mm-hmm. media because yeah. it is american even if it's um, like soccer mm-hmm. like to me like bringing those two things together is like very important that i think yes. like you kind of like do very net <laughs> organically yeah 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 like even with you know the heiress tour menu because Uh i would see girls like getting ready and going out to eat and they'd be like oh up here at chick-fil-a you know pre-heiress tour and i was all like wait but there's so many latinas here in in la who love taylor i was like why don't we just call it taylor and tacos and we like i literally sat there for like 48 hours i was like okay we need to like make this organic we need to get the color organic and um, I didn't do it because, like, I wanted media or anything. I did it genuinely because I love Taylor. I love tacos. I love our culture. And we got covered by, like, the LA Times and, like, huge media sources. Yeah. And I was like, and that's because we're combining, you know, our cultura. We're combining mainstream, you know, what with we home. love. With home. You're yeah. combining it with home, yeah. essentially. Yeah. How do you... Do you... How, when you say like American, do you feel like very happy to be American? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel the same way. To yeah. me, I like, and this is where I think whether it's white, black, Asian, like to me, that's something that since I was little, um, seeing like books about like, even like the, the whole reading history itself about mm-hmm. kind of like the Statue of Liberty, you know, like that was the first thing that people saw, like the immigrants, like the Italians, the Germans, mm-hmm. the Irish the uh like all the european like basically immigrants that saw that to me i was like that's so cool like i felt like that was part of the story because initially as much as people sometimes another hot button issue is like native americans they are the true natives like our features have been around here yet we didn't get any like we didn't have any media we didn't have any like like ability to tell our stories or even connect with people it was always like it's us against them Mm -hmm. like and to me, like, that's 
one thing that I hope to change. Like there's so much like culture, like similarities. Yes. And especially in LA, like it's one of those, like the history itself, like, the fact that it's Los Angeles in Spanish. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, that's the stories that I kind of wanted to bring here. Yes. People like you, Angelinos. Um, and even if they're not from here, there's always another hot button issue where it's like, <laughs> oh there's a bunch of out-of-towners here that make the city like like very like they don't even understand la but yet they're claiming to be from la and mm. then to me it's like i still like those people because it's like you came to our home and the fact that you're bringing your side to it like there's friends that i have from ohio mm. and to me it's just kind of like they're ultimately here for the same thing you know yeah. like they want to get ahead in their life like in life they didn't find it back in their own their in their own like neighborhood so they came here and to me it's like welcome the more the merrier i feel like even even though we're like in a very dense city i feel like there's still room for so many people here right do you feel that way yeah yeah for sure especially like being in you know the heart of the fashion district like you see so much diversity and i feel like that's something that the pandemic brought as well yeah like yes like it came with you know, a lot of loss, but I also feel like a lot of our stories were spotlighted. I feel like, um, like, you know, you were talking about having friends from like Ohio, like I have friends from like Pennsylvania, from like Florida that came over here and just having them like bring their culture in. Like, I just feel like it, you could walk down a block and you get a taste of like every culture. Like, I don't know, to me, to me, it's beautiful. It's the hospitality I yeah. think that we grew up with. Yes. I think even even thanksgiving itself some people don't like thanksgiving now it's become like hey thanksgiving sucks because they killed a lot of native americans after but to me it's like no it kind of shows you how the native americans Mm. even welcome like hey they're kind of they're gonna die if we don't help them out you know and i think that's one thing that our culture is very famously known for that Mm -hmm. hospitality that we're able to feel make people welcomed Mm -hmm. and to me that's kind of the the what la kind of has and will always hopefully can be i feel like there's a lot of like-minded people out there every time i look out the window i'm like like i told you earlier i'm like there's i know there's good people out there you know like sometimes our city is uh with like the way it's like the homeless situations has been going on like to me it's like it's we're not dying out here like it's there's good people who that try like you know are putting something into the economy that are doing like their passions and like helping out like it's something that's out of our control that we can't with you and i cannot fix mm-hmm. but ultimately it is one of those things that i think if everybody were to be more productive rather than just kind of pointing fingers of who's at fault i think mm-hmm. we we could come to like quicker solutions and being you being in the, such a business where it's just like you said uh the restaurant business it's difficult what are some of the most difficult things uh like obviously you talked about like covid yeah but like daily things that are like you find like frustrating or like a little bit more difficult to do mm-hmm. so i feel like you know now leading the family business it's very it's very male dominated mm-hmm. and not only that there's still lack of diversity um however i i talk to my mom about this so much but I remember being a child and it would it would be me my mom and my sister walking and my dad would be at the restaurant and we'd literally be the only females there mm-hmm. and now like you see at least three out of ten but it's still it's it's harder i've had so many 
you know, now, now that we're growing, we're scouting locations. So many times we're like, I walk into like a meeting and I'm overly prepared. I have everything and I'm like, we have the charm on, we have everything. And then we have like my dad walk in, they don't know that we're connected. And he walks in like unprepared at all and he'll get the deal. Or like, you know, now that we have a board, I tried to like prove a point and I was like, no, like it's cause you know, it's easier for you guys. Like you guys are white, you know? And they're like, okay. So there was this situation where like, we're gonna do an experiment. So I walked into this potential location that we were scouting and I walked in, they were like, you know, $27,000 rent. And I was like, okay, my dad walks in, 21. They walk in, they sliced it. Unprepared, they're just like, oh, we just wanna do this, this and that. And I was like, this is like minimal in comparison to like what we go through. I was like, then there's grants, then there's, you know, connections. And I was like, um, we're very, in our community, there's a lot of people that are very scarcity, like mindsetted, yeah. who are very gatekeepy. And um, when someone like makes it at the door, it's, it's very rare when you find a Latino that is like, hey, come on. Like genuinely wants to help That's like, and hey, see you shine. Hey, come with me. Yeah. Like, like I got you. That's difficult in all cultures. Yes. Like there's, I feel like there's, yes. there's, there's some people who, even though, yes, they may have some money, they have, still have that famine mm -hmm. mentality. It's just like, yeah. you're not allowed or it's like you're I won't let you in yes or it'll make it difficult like you mm -hmm. said so you you're saying that for being like Latina mm -hmm. female um they offered you the same location for $27,000 yeah, but then your dad went in yeah. separately and got 21,000 21. and then you said another third and I'm yeah. assuming are these your friends or like um, no, a board it's, it's a board member and a board they're, member. they're and, helping as well and, and is he white or she yeah white oh yeah. and so she went in or, yeah. or he yeah she went in she went in sliced in half and she's uh she said i went in clueless i just for how much money though for like, sliced in half 11, so like eleven thousand eleven thousand so from 27 to 21 yeah to 11. yeah i was like i don't know if it's because like i look young i don't know oh that like, hurts yeah so, i feel sometimes even us like yeah sometimes like i have like young features i'm 31 years old and sometimes like I get treated like you're not old enough mm -hmm. and I'm like dude like I've yeah. been doing this for 10 years like I've been doing one thing uh -huh. for 10 years and like you who's just happened to get the job because you know the owner yeah like and now you're trying to like take a dump on me like mm -hmm. on my person like just on my yeah. appearance alone like it sucks it's yeah. hard and then also like so my dad has a lot of friends in the restaurant industry like you know different nationalities and what i noticed in the korean culture is um because he's really really close to um this one guy and he founded a tadai restaurant mm -hmm. like they're not around anymore but when they opened that um they had a business warming party when everyone came in and they're like hey like i got you on the hood i got you on the grill like this and that and they just like keep it together and i'm like all of these communities are coming together i was like that's why you know with the latinos that i've met along the way and like I've, i feel like i've built my circle where you know everyone is so confident enough that if the opportunity doesn't go to you you can still be happy that it went to someone else in your circle yeah yeah absolutely like being happy for your friends yeah. right 
Yeah, because I I sometimes struggle with friends myself. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where I've always, since I felt like a little rebel, like the black sheep, mm-hmm. like, but in that sense, I also found a lot of, like, um, kind of, like, within that silence, I was able to find who I was. Yeah. Like, I like this. And ultimately kind of tapped into that. And really, it's what has led me to this position now mm-hmm. where I get to interview other people that mm-hmm. that are just as happy, like who yeah. are just know who they are. Like the fact that you started this podcast just talking on your own. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, wow, you really <laughs> you really know yourself. And I like that. A lot of people sometimes take that as like, oh, they're just being cocky. Have you ever had that? Like where people like instead of like being happy for you, they're like, okay, it's my yeah. turn to talk. It's weird, yeah. right? I've yeah. experienced that too. It was like, I've, I'm very happy for people I'm very happy for like their stories to me that's everybody has a story and to me like the fact that you know your story so well it made me very happy I was like oh, thank you. I'm glad that, that that you came by and to experience like kind of talk more about your 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 business and Cuernavaca um it's it's pronounced Cuernavaca in Spanish right yeah. but Cuernavaca grill um where what are the locations yeah, if so, you want to share with people. Yeah, so we have one in downtown LA. We have another one in Bell, and we have two more coming soon. Oh yeah, yeah where are the locations? In Lakewood and Long Beach. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Is, what are the future plans for Cuernavaca? I'm assuming you already gave that, right? Yeah. That was one of my questions yeah. too. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna keep expanding. Um, my dad is coming back into the kitchen like nice. full time, and we've uh, I don't I don't know if we. We've shared this online but we've been shipping out chiles rellenos um the food network connected us with so many people and we've been shipping them out frozen so we're hoping to get in retail soon so you know follow along to see that process wow yeah congrats thank congrats you. i didn't know any of this yeah, thank going you in so much. but see sometimes to me the the art of like just talk, speaking with people there's so much depth and i'm just not, like is there anything else you want to share because i think um I feel like I learned a lot from yeah. from you, like as a person and as oh, one thing I wanted to ask: uh-huh. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking, yeah, I'm I know 26. It's, I'm not supposed to. <laughs> I'm 26, 26 years old. 26 years yeah. old, awesome. How do you balance relationships uh-huh. and and uh, business? Okay, like so what's been your experience? Like in general, like, like I don't, if you don't want to re- dive too deep, like, like friendships or anything, friendships. And also like like okay. boyfriend girlfriend. Okay, so I don't I don't really date. The last time I dated, it went very like south. Yeah. So okay, I've always um, I've always been so like stern with like okay, it's my career first, this and that. I've had a few really good relationships, but the timing just it wasn't aligning. Yeah. And then the last one, and this is a very like first experience that I had, but um. He, he didn't like that. Well, I mean, this was like in my peak era, like Times Square happened, like all of that. It didn't, it kind of like overshadowed. Oh. Yeah. It, and he was just all like. That's not okay because yeah, I'm a macho man. Yeah, I'm supposed to be the head when of the we household. Broke up, yeah, when we broke oh my up, God, he was all sucks. like, Naomi, he's all like, we can't date because I'm I'm an alpha. You're an alpha. And I was all like, first of all, like an alpha doesn't say that. <laughs> I agree, hundred percent agree. Alpha does not say that, but you know, whatever, like, go off. And then I heard from him again when I 
had my grand opening yeah and he's like you're so bold for opening in the midst of a recession and i was like hey that's when the best businesses are born you know yeah so um yeah so that that's been you know my my experience that whole thing like it really did teach me that you know the person like whether it's a friendship whether it's a relationship like if they really care for you they'll be adaptable for you and, and you don't have to compromise who you are you don't have to like dim down your shine like they'll your just personality yeah. yeah or like taylor swift's like they'll just let you be jewel <laughs> like yeah so that that's you know my my take on it a lot of my friends are um they're like out in the east coast mm -hmm. so we always set a date and we just a week where everyone just like catches up like hey this is what we're doing uh, one of them works for like the aclu so everyone's doing like their own thing everyone's like kicking butt so we just try to find balance we try to find like acceptance like of who you are okay you know they're having a fussy day okay like it's you know the tax quarter season is due like everyone's just understanding so um I, I've just always been comprehensive and thankfully like it's been reciprocated very well and yeah. all the friendships that I've had they've lasted for over a decade so I was like so I'm doing something right yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely I think yeah. I think supportive environments yes um, there's one thing that I think what I think leads a lot to failure in, in relationships is just the constant comparison like comparison and and also like competing against your partner. To me, I yes. see that a lot. I'm like, oh my God, what are you guys doing? Like, exactly. Like you guys are supposed to help each other out. Like you guys are a team, but yeah, yeah but, on behalf of yeah. males, sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> that sucks. Good. I would <laughs> never say that because I have four sisters. Like to me, the way I was raised, I'm like, my sisters are like, dale, 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 yeah. chingona, dale. Eres una chingona, eres una tigre, eres vikinga. Like all these yeah. like names, all these funny like you know, things. And the funny thing is like, he was close to his sister. I was like, okay but um no it was definitely a learning lesson because yeah. like now i'm able to like spot that right away yeah because like everything prior to that it, it was good it was like you know hey we just didn't work out because of time because of like this and that and then that one i feel like it taught me a lot because now that we're expanding like he had this person had so many like features that i'm just like dang like i could even spot that when i'm closing a business deal yeah like i'm just like oh this is deja vu never mind bye <laughs> yeah it's that intuition you build from those hard because ultimately it sucks that you go through that because mm -hmm. there is some emotional connection there that that mm -hmm. ultimately ended and sometimes experiencing those things over again sometimes i feel like people when they go through that pain sometimes like they shut their so like they see it as a bad thing mm -hmm. whereas you're kind of using that as like as an intuition like wait i felt this before yeah i don't like this and that like ultimately builds you like to be stronger like in the end uh -huh. if but i think if people are can don't learn from their lessons from those exactly. lessons you know they'll always be traumatized by that mm -hmm. and i'm glad you're using it in, in such a good way like yeah. in your business because sometimes that could be crushing yeah or like even when he was like you know bold enough for you to open in the midst of a recession i kid you not like i don't know there was like this rage in me that feels a little mean-spirited yeah like why would you yeah like throw shade yeah. on, on someone's like you know yeah there was this like rage and i kid you not um usually when you get health permits or like everything permitted in a restaurant it 
you have to play the waiting game sometimes it could take up to six months i don't know how i did it but after he made that comment i had everything approved in less than 24 hours like wow. i just started knocking on doors i was like look y'all like this plaza is dead like i will throw events i will this this and that and i didn't really expect anything of it but that same day like we had everything green lighted and um, thank you yeah. so you know i feel like that's god like yeah like here you go don't let don't let the haterade like yeah. bring you down yeah well like <laughs> karma is my boyfriend like. <laughs> you mentioned god yeah. What, how much has God played in your influence in your business yeah. life? Huge role. Yeah. Um, I was always like the shy kid. Yeah. So it takes a while for you to like crack me. And I was always like the shy kid. Um, like literally when popcorn reading would come, like my hands were sweating. And I just never really wanted to speak. I was always so smart and like, yes, teacher's pet. But that was like when I got used to the teacher, when I got used to the class. However, they build that trust. Yeah. However, if they like put me on like the spotlight. Oh, no. Like I am going to flake, you know? Yeah. So I remember there was this math teacher that was like, can you like he got me so off guard. I was having a bad day. He's like, can you just go do the problem? I was like, why? And he's like, Naomi, like, we know that you know the answer. But it was just the fact that he like spotlighted me. So um, I trusted God with everything. I was always behind the scenes. Like I always thought my sister is the bigger personality. Like she's more charismatic. And like I thought, okay, like she's going to be the face and I'm going to tell her what to do. And I'm going to do the behind the scenes. Nice. But to now be thrown into it i was like okay god i will not be able to make it out alive if you aren't by my side yeah so i did that you know trusting god and i mean the doors that have opened have been insane and i'm just like it, it's godly because i did this with zero connections at, at the time you know i didn't do it with like the intent of like hey like i want to be on Times square like i want to be on the food network I did it to survive. So now to see God turn a very pivotal time in life to what is becoming like my empire. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely I see the hand of God everywhere and I'm just all like, oh my gosh, like like I'm like if you know, you know. But um yeah, I'm very like spiritual and I literally get up at five in the morning and most of my ideas come through like prayer, come like all of my creativity comes through like a very like intimate moment with God and there's so many like correlations so many stories that I could say but like even the chile relleno it was like 4 a.m and I, I was praying and I was like God I was like I just need that one video to go viral I had covered everything on the menu but the chile mm -hmm. because it was so it's a complicated process it's very it's a very tedious process yeah so um I don't know why like it just came to me later that day we film it and here we are today <laughs> that's wild yeah i'm glad i'm, I'm glad because to see something sometimes i feel like i always like to know like uh -huh. inspiration because you know there's to me and and, and other people having friends mm -hmm. of dif of different faiths of different yeah sometimes even no faiths but they're they're still trying like to me the fact that like what that it like there's something that sometimes carries people to yeah. do more and i always like knowing like like yeah. wow that's awesome for you and even like you know my parents growing up they they really relied on the christian church because they like to self-develop so much mm -hmm. and they're like hey like we're breaking these generational traumas yeah. generational curses 
um, we can't do it alone. So just seeing God be so vivid in their life, oh. like it, it really allowed me to experience my own personal relationship with God. And, you know, I've experienced him like everywhere now. So, yeah, he's opened so many doors and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so happy. This has been a very good podcast, honestly. I'm <laughs> so happy you came by. Is there anything else you more um, you want to share? No. No? Awesome. That. Awesome. Thank you so much. I like um if you guys are interested in going to go eat food, they have combos, they have breakfast, they have entrees, caldos, which is basically like soup, right? Yes. Um mariscos, tortas. Um mariscos is like basically seafood. Yeah. And check out their menu online. Yeah. They have pretty cool photos and their social media is popping right mm -hmm. cuernavacas grill underscore yes. should be able to find it but i'll also put in the notes yeah thank you so much thank for coming you. by i i really do appreciate you i think you're one of those great angelinas with a great story the <laughs> fact that you even came out on uh what's it called hefa owners in in times squares your your face was was, yeah. was in, in uh, times yeah. squares right how how is that like Oh my gosh, I didn't know what we were shooting for. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. And so it was funny because, I mean, we had this partnership with Pepsi. They had taken us, they had taken my dad and his recipe yeah. to the taste of the NFL. They broadcasted it. They took him to the game and he was, um, well, we were literally front row to Snoop Dogg's performance and he's from Long Beach as well. Oh. So, yeah, so I, I was like, I didn't really expect it. So I thought we were shooting promo for that and then i get an email oh by the way like we want to fly you out so i thought we were just going to talk about the campaign yeah but no like i turned around and we were on the jumbotron and i was just like oh my gosh i, I want to cry but i can't because i just got like my makeup done but it was a full circle moment that you know a year prior to that i was about to file as a denture look at you yeah. keep going Whatever you're doing, don't stop. Keep going. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll be in touch another yeah. time. But thank you so much for coming by. Um, they're family owned and operated. Obviously, you have one address here for 429 East 11th Street, mm -hmm. Los Angeles. And then you have another one for 6367 Atlantic Avenue yes. in Bell, right? And then two more coming soon. And two soon. more coming soon. Coming 2024? Yes, early 2024. Awesome. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for thank being here. You. I genuinely appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Follow and subscribe for more. Keep in touch with me on stories.fromla on Instagram and YouTube. Thank you.